Welcome to the second of our VMworld Europe specials. In this podcast, we catch up with extrovert consultant Nick Goldman with his thoughts and highlights of this year's event. Welcome to Cloud Insiders, Nick. Hello. Firstly, how was the experience of VMworld and what were the highlights of this year's event for you? Uh, so this year's VMworld was very, very enjoyable. Attended a lot of different sessions, met quite a few new people and catch up with some some old faces. So it was a, a good experience and um, there, were, there wasn't so many announcements in, in this year's VMworld because the majority of those had happened earlier in the Vegas VMworld, but it was really reiterating some of the strategy and there were some new interesting facilities. Okay, so just you've mentioned there some of the key announcements that they made at Vegas. What sort of things that have come out of both those VMworlds have sort of got you the, the most excited for what's happening in the world of IT and virtualization? So the uh, probably the, the biggest announcement, and it's a follow-up from last year, is the, the VMware Cloud on AWS uh, announcement, and uh, it's, it's now going to be available in sort of one region. So that, that was quite key. And also VMware's link up with Pivotal and Google on the uh, Pivotal container service, and that will hopefully allow for linking up of uh, Kubernetes in the data center and also uh, the management in uh, Google's compute engine. So what's that going to mean for organizations in terms of efficiencies? Yeah, so within the last year or so, Kubernetes has kind of become the de facto container management solution. And this will kind of allow for easy deployment and day two operations in the data center as well. Okay. Right, just um, going back, you briefly mentioned um, VMware Cloud and AWS. Obviously, that was quite a big announcement when they came out. You know, what should we be keeping an eye on with VMware now moving onto the AWS platform and offering that ours as their cloud offering? Um, yeah, well, this is a really uh, interesting announcement. So it basically allows you to use existing uh, vSphere environments and extend them out to to the cloud. This is, is part of, sort of VMware's now larger cloud strategy where they're looking to do this with multiple different cloud providers. So in VMworld this year, they, they also showed off their relationship with IBM and, and that's available in Europe and that's available now. Mm-hmm. But also the, the AWS offering um, will allow you to use other AWS services within the, the same uh, sort of environments. The things to, to watch out for uh, are when this starts to expand into other availability zones and regions. So um, looking towards the later end of this year or early next year, the London region to, to come on board and that will that will make it a quite good offering for customers. So will that enable a lot of VMware services to now become accessible by a lot more organisations of different sizes? Um, yes, so what it will allow for is people who, who have got traditional enterprise applications that may not be designed for the cloud uh, to be able to push those out onto the VMware cloud on AWS platform and then allow those to, to run in, in the cloud environment. And that will allow a greater transition time if they, they do want to re-architect those applications to be cloud native. Okay, so quite a few um, exciting things coming up as that pans out. Just uh, moving on yep. from there, on to sort of vSAN. You know, yes. there's been talk about right, vSAN 6.6 coming out. I mean, how does that fit in with the whole... VMware Cloud offerings? Um, so yeah, so vSAN 6.6 came out um, a couple of months ago. And this actually, one of the interesting things that uh, VMware are now discussing is 
that they're now offering is uh, VMware Cloud Foundation. And this is a kind of package solution which comes with uh, vSphere, vSAN, and NSX in a sort of easily deployable software defined data center component. And this is actually the Cloud Foundation is what they're putting onto all these different hybrid clouds. So the VMware cloud on AWS and IBM and also in your private data centers. So this will allow for sort of rapid deployment of a software defined data center. vSAN makes up a component of that. So in this edition, they, they've introduced encryption on the vSAN data stores and made it a lot more simple to manage the uh, vSAN solution. So they've been listening to customer feedback and it should be much, much simpler to, to manage. Okay, so it just makes a yeah, comprehensive deployable package for, for organizations implementing SDDC. Yeah, um, and in addition to that, it's a, a, a tested and validated solution. So again, the day two operations, the upgrades, they're all tested and then you can put them on a, a vSAN ready node and you've got a continuously deployable and upgradable solution. I suppose the other thing that's out there is VMware open source projects. How do you see that as a part of sort of the development of VMware? So this is actually quite an interesting thing now. Um, VMware are a big supporter of open source projects. Um, the biggest one that they're a big contributor to is the uh, OpenStack project, which uh, they, they've got their own implementation of uh, on uh, VMware integrated OpenStack, but they also heavily co- uh, heavy contributor to the, the open source project and, and to um, other parts of the community. And what, what they've actually done with, with some things where it's not necessarily one of their core competencies. So they've decided we're going to open source a particular tool, let's say um, their, their uh, clarity UI framework. They've decided that people may be able to develop applications on that and may be able to improve it. So they'd be better off putting that into the open source community and uh, allowing people to to contribute to it. Right. So yes, it's getting the community more involved. Do you see that mm-hmm. as something that is going to happen more often as we as we get on and develop? Yeah. So there, there's been a, a big change in view of open source in the world and um, certainly in enterprises they're they're now looking how they can use open source projects and not only that anything certain projects that aren't necessarily confidential they can or frameworks they can then push those back onto the the um, into the community and that they can then be developed further um, so one of the sessions I attended about open source projects was discussing how some organizations were actually open sourcing a lot of this stuff and it was a way for them to attract uh, good developers into the organization to show that we're an open and um, creative organization. Yeah, as you say, it's a good way to get development moving and probably get, <coughs> you know, almost instant feedback from the community. Yes. Um, we've already had uh, a quick chat with um, Simon Eady and Curtis Brown from the Extrovert team who also attended VMworld this year. They seemed quite excited by um, App Defense. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, App Defense is a quite an innovative uh, solution, looking at a different way of protecting security. And they're looking at model that they're proposing is that to model on a known good state. And as configuration management tools have grown in popularity over the last couple of years, like Puppet and Chef, you've got these hard-coded states. And then also looking at all the different 
configs and all the different executables on the server, it makes that into a, a, a known good state. This this is better than trying to notice when something is necessarily a bad state. So it, it's a way of, uh, sort of simplifying uh, detecting unauthorized access to servers and. You know, so yes, yeah, so I suppose it's yeah, it gets um, it's all about gaining that visibility. So being prepared, I suppose, yeah, so for, for what what yeah, may being be prepared. Wrong. And and um, VMware are not saying this is a uh, complete replacement for any other solutions. This is part of the the sort of layered peeling the onion back to just provide another defense to environments within the the data center. Right. Okay. Yeah. That no, sounds like something um, certainly to keep an eye on out there. Overall, from this year's event and your experiences, year, how would you sort of sum up VMworld 2017? Yeah, so I, I thought it was a very, very enjoyable event. It kind of felt uh, last year when I attended, there was lots of different announcements. But this year, it's kind of felt like they were bringing all these components together and you could see the strategy really forming and, and how that's going to map out on, into the future. Right, so a lot of things to keep an eye on for the next sort of few months and going into the next year. Thanks for joining us, Nick. It's great to hear your feedback from the event and to get an insight into what we should be looking out for coming up in the next few months. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Find out more and listen to additional episodes on Cloud Insiders FM. Follow us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders and subscribe on iTunes. See you soon.